The Chicago White Sox destroyed the Minnesota Twins on Thursday night, 12-2. to There are still three more games in this series, but what a way to start things off. Luis Robert had a huge night, and you'll never guess how many pitches Johnny Cueto threw during his magnificent outing. The White Sox did not let the Twins off the hook, and they piled it on. Uh, what will the encore be when Michael Kopech starts on Friday night. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter uh, and Instagram at LockedOnSox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan. Recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It seems like Johnny Cueto will not leave a ball game until he has had his fill. Uh, Luis Robert is a very dangerous man, and it's exactly what the White Sox need. But first, the Sox have a chance to finally get back to 500. Uh, State of the Sox, they are 44 and 45. Four games back in the AL Central. White Sox beat the Twins 12 to 2 on Thursday night. Uh, I don't know what happened at the end of the game. If you watched all the way through, bizarre way uh, for this game to end. Some words exchanged between uh, Jose Ruiz and uh, Sebi Zavala with some of the Minnesota Twins after. There was kind of just a tapper in front of the uh, home plate and the umpire ruled uh, him out. And, you know, it. I, this series is going to be intense. Uh, benches cleared. I, I, I don't really know uh, what was going on there, but Sacks won 12-2. It should be really interesting on Friday and throughout the weekend, especially with Michael Kopech uh, on the Hill on Friday. Hey, I'm going to celebrate – uh, Thursday's win. You know, I know there are three more uh, left in this series, uh, but that was fun. Uh, Sacks scored a bunch of runs uh, Thursday, and you know, usually when they score a ton of runs, the next game they fall flat. But I'm not going to think about that right now. I'm going to enjoy uh, what I watched and witnessed on Thursday. If you didn't watch the game on Thursday, or you didn't watch all of it. It, it was enjoyable from uh, obviously an offensive standpoint, but also pitching. We're going to get into Johnny Cueto and, of course, what the Sox did uh, offensively, but a lot of fun. It's a, it's a game to go back and rewatch uh, and hopefully just the beginning of things to come. Uh, this is that eight-game stretch we keep talking about, eight games in seven days here as we head into the All-Star game uh, break after Sunday's uh, game. 
Socks right now are three and two during this stretch. Uh, I had mentioned on my weekly Chicago White Sox podcast, uh, Good Guys Talk Back. I said, you know, a five and three record uh, is, you know, is doable. It makes sense. Uh, I, Frank and I believe Scotty Pods were talking about maybe a six and two. Uh, this was in the Sox post game earlier this week. A six and two is aggressive. I feel like four and four is not enough. Five and three, why not? Uh, and the Sox are still able to achieve that. We'll see what happens Friday and beyond. Uh, we got uh, some updates on Aloy Jimenez. Uh, again, he left uh, Wednesday's game after he was jogging to his left to make a catch. Uh, felt something in his leg and he was removed. Uh, it sounds like it was right leg tightness. And according to Tony Larusa. Uh, chances that he might play this weekend are high. Uh, he was asked by a reporter. I didn't catch the name of this reporter as I, I was watching the uh, the clip of this. Uh, uh, the reporter asked about, you know, maybe it's time for uh, essentially uh, him to be a DH. And, and Larusa deflected that question and he kind of just shuffled it away and said, well, you know, uh, Aloy will still have to run the bases. Um you never want to see him uh, get hurt. And I, I, again, it was a baseball move. He, he was literally jogging over to his left to get the ball, uh, make the catch. And yeah, he can hurt his leg running the bases, but why give him more opportunities potentially to get injured? I, we've got a lot of guys that can be a DH though. And that, that is the situation I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully they don't rush him back. I'm glad it doesn't sound too serious, uh, but that is the situation. It doesn't sound like they have a, an idea quite yet of what they're going to do with Jimenez. Uh, first things first, get him back uh, healthy. Uh, there was a graphic on the pregame on NBC Sports Chicago on the bullpen. Uh, if you felt like the bullpen has been lights out as of late, they have been coming into Thursday's game. Uh, last six games, the bullpen, uh, 16 and two-thirds of an inning, uh, zero earned runs, 18 strikeouts, and a 0.00 ERA. Uh, bullpen was great again on Thursday. Uh, White Sox uh, coming into Thursday's game had the highest batting average on the road. Uh, that definitely improved after Thursday's game. But 19th in runs. That run production also helped with some of those numbers. Uh, one of the wonderings, I guess, I had going into the game was definitely uh, runners in scoring position. How were the Sox going to handle this? It hasn't been going well as of late. They've been getting the wins, but they've been leaving a lot out on the table. Uh, and it was good to see that things changed. They did not uh, let the Twins off the hook in certain situations. And we're going we're gonna to get into that. No Lurie Garcia for two straight games. Interesting situation. Um, the last time uh, the Twins, we saw the Twins, Lurie had that walk-off single when the, uh, the infield was pulled in in extra innings uh, on the south side. Uh, so no Lurie Garcia. Uh, sticking with uh, Josh Harrison, and he's been playing well. Um, you know, defensively, a couple hiccups here and there, but offensively, he's been hitting the ball uh, hard. So see what happens throughout this weekend. Uh, the Twins uh, will have to figure out how to handle Luis Robert. And that is great news 
uh, for the Chicago White Sox. More on that uh, in a moment. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code locked on. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever piece. Go to bluenile.com today. Well, things uh, got off uh, on the right foot for the White Sox, uh, uh, you know, immediately. Uh, first inning, uh, Tim Anderson. Uh, leads off with a base hit, and and then Abreu, uh, you know, came up to him with two outs and some great two out offense. Drives the ball to right center uh, for a single. Tim Anderson comes around to score quickly. One nothing, uh, White Sox. Uh, Gavin Sheets kept things going with a blue single. Runners on the corner for Vaughn uh, hits a grounder up the middle. It hits off of second base. And the Sox get another run, uh, two nothing, uh, White Sox. So again, it's not like there were any home runs or really, you know, any extra base hits. Uh, but it was, hey, the Sox putting the ball in play. Good things happen. We've seen this happen to us before. It was nice for for us to be on the receiving end of some good fortune. Uh, so quickly uh, with a lead, a fourth inning. This is when things uh, really got interesting. Uh, Sacks with something going in the fourth, first uh, and second with one out. Harrison had a line drive off of Minnesota's pitcher, Sonny Gray. He didn't look right after this at all. Uh, Tim Anderson walked after that. Uh, Base is loaded now. You got to get something here, okay? This is where we were talking about not only scoring with runners in scoring position, um, but, you know, not like making teams pay, you know, they, they get themselves into these situations and, and not letting them off the hook, like pile it on. Uh, so Mancata grounds out to first and they get the force at home uh, after Anderson walked to load the bases up. And now you've got Luis Robert up and he has been hot as of late and he completely destroys a baseball for a grand slam, making it 6-1 socks. This thing went 452 feet. I believe they said it was the longest uh, hit home run by the White Sox this season. Absolutely mercy. Um, outstanding job there of not letting the Twins off the hook. You know, you got you to gotta pile it on. It, Cueto looked pretty good at that point, and things were grooving, but this is the Minnesota Twins. They can score in a heartbeat. So, uh, it was nice to be up six to one uh, at that point. Uh, let's go to the sixth inning. More Sox offense 
Tim Anderson, Mancata, then a double from Robert. It was 7-1 Sox. You know, Luis Robert, uh, the man of danger, we'll call him here after this game one in this Minnesota series. And it's nice to see it happen, of course, in the first game. Because now you've got the Minnesota Twins having to figure out the rest, hopefully, of this series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What are we going to do with Luis Robert? Because he... He was a problem on Thursday night in game one. And, and that is good. That, that's what we want in this offense. At the beginning of the season, that's what a lot of Sox fans were pointing to is, boy, you look at this lineup and you look at the danger that we have in this potential lineup, top to bottom. There's not a lot of places to hide. Well, that hasn't really been the case this season. And what we saw on Thursday was a guy like, you know, Abreu, he chipped in, Tim Anderson chipped in, but a guy like Robert that is going to, you know, extra base hits, make you pay, drive the ball uh, and score runs in a hurry. That is somebody that the twins now have to look out for. And that can benefit everybody else uh, in the lineup. Uh, Abreu with a fly ball to right field at this point in the sixth inning and Yohan Mancata tags up Great slide. I mean, this was uh, this was a perfect way to avoid a tag. Got his hand right in there. Uh, he was called safe. Minnesota decided to challenge this one. They didn't challenge an earlier play, which Steve Stone and uh, Benetti went went kind of uh, crazy over. It was an interesting managerial decision, uh, and the challenge held up. Eight one. Uh, White Sox, a seventh inning, Andrew Vaughn with a blast, an absolute bomb uh, leading things off, 9-1 White Sox. Uh, In the ninth, Minnesota uh, put in a position player to pitch, and uh, Zavala hits a three-run home run. Uh, Sox final line, 12 runs, 17 hits. Uh, They walked three times, only five strikeouts, five extra base hits, and the Sox were 5 for 11 uh, with runners in scoring position. Robert was 3 for 5 with 5 RBIs, grand slam, and a double. He was substituted by Adam Engel late in the game. I believe it was the 8th inning. Thought that was a great, you know, great move. Don't let him get, you know, don't let those legs, any problems with the hamstring or anything like that, um, get him out of the game. He he had a great night. Get Engel in there for some at-bats and some playing time. But that's exactly what you wanted to see offensively. Not only is does Minnesota have to worry about uh, Luis Robert now moving forward. Of like, what are we going to do with this guy? He he absolutely hurt us. They're also saying, well, the Sox can put up runs. They can hit. I I don't know what's gotten into the Sox, but they are a different team than what we saw in Chicago. And that psychologically has got to play a little bit. You know, Minnesota had to go to their bullpen, and it was probably not something they wanted to do. And I think they, you know, throwing a position player in there to pitch would saved an arm for sure because they know there's three more games. Um our pitching, absolutely outstanding. Johnny Cueto uh, is a man on a mission, and five innings uh, were not enough for him. Going to talk more on that uh, in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including, of course, 
Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So Johnny Cueto on the mound, uh, his last outing uh, last weekend uh, he went eight innings strong, uh, gave up, you know, absolutely nothing. Um, you know, he probably could have finished that game. With what we saw from Cueto on Thursday in Minnesota, he probably could have had a complete game the last time he was out there. Um, first inning, I could tell, and Stone and Benetti started talking about it later in the telecast. I could tell, maybe you did as well, that the Minnesota Twins had a game plan of purposefully disrupting Cueto's rhythm. So Cueto, we know, has got a very unique way of pitching. His windup, his stutter, his stop, he quick pitches. He's giving different looks all of the time. And there were a few moments in the first inning where Minnesota batters would call time. They would get out of the box. They were, I could tell they were, they figured out, you know what? This is how we have to get to Cueto. We're going to get on his nerves. And it kind of looked like that. Uh, we'll talk about it um, a little bit later here. But I thought they were going to get to him with what they were doing. Uh, it did not work. Uh, in the first, Tim Anderson had a botched play at shortstop. Um, he tried to play it on the side. You know, it, you got to get in front of this ball or, or move closer to catch it. It went down as a hit, but I think you could have marked that as an error. Uh, Minnesota had two men on with two outs. Polanco was up, and he really hurt the White Sox last time we saw the Twins. Uh, he walks. You got the bases loaded now in the first inning. Uh, grounder to Harrison to get out of the jam there. And this was a theme for Cueto. I mean, he was getting out of jams. He was really doing some pitching on Thursday night. A second inning, a pop-up in center field by Miranda. Now, Robert broke back initially, like he was running towards the wall, and then by the time he was able to gather himself and, and redirect, he could not make the catch. Johnny Cueto was visibly uh, irritated. He was he was extremely upset. Uh, I believe that either I would maybe that he gave that hit up, but I think he was more upset that Robert just couldn't make that catch. Uh, next batter for the Twins ripped a double down the line, uh, third base line. So it's two one socks. Nobody out at this point. Twins are absolutely pesky. You know this. Uh, runners on the corners for a rise. He flew out to Pollock. Then he throws out uh, Ursula trying to tag up. Perfect throw. And Sevi held on to it uh, while making the tag. Now, this was the, what I was talking about previously here. Uh, the Twins decided not to challenge this play. Although all of the replays we saw it looked without a doubt that Ursula had his foot crossed home plate before Sebi got that tag on. I was real. I was shy. Everybody's shocked uh, that this, uh, that the twins did not go ahead and challenge, but they challenged the Mankata one where Mankata clearly got his hand in. Uh, anyway, bizarre stuff from the twins going on uh, in their, in their dugout third inning, a, uh, 
Buxton led off with a triple. You knew we weren't going to be able to keep him quiet for long. Uh, Robert could not track it down out in uh, left center. Uh, but Cueto got out of this jam, uh, too, without letting Buxton score, despite the Twins again in the third inning messing with Cueto's rhythm. He was very stressed, uh, frustrated at this point uh, when, they were, when they were stepping out of the box and calling time uh, at the last second. Although, you know, I will say, if you're going to get to Cueto, I could see that being the strategy. Like, he has got these weird wind-ups, stutter, stop, quick pitch. Let don't let him get into a rhythm. So I understand that what the twins were doing. Cueto was not happy at all. Uh, nice quick fourth inning. Cueto at 84 pitches after the fourth inning, though. Now, fifth inning, everyone thought this was going to be Cueto's last because uh, it was not an easy one. He pitched around some stuff yet again. Uh, an absolute gamer. You're talking about the old hawkism. TWTW, the will to win. That was Johnny Cueto here in the fifth. He was able to get Polanco to fly out to Sheets and right to end the inning. Everybody thinking Cueto is done, not to be. Johnny Cueto comes out for the sixth inning with 103 pitches on the arm, and he struck out the side. Final line for Johnny Cueto. Johnny, big game Cueto. Six innings, seven hits, one earned run. Two walks, five strikeouts. His ERA is down now to 2.80, and he threw 118 pitches. Now, of course, he's got the all-star break coming up. We know we're not going to see him before that break, so I'm assuming that had to go into uh, that thought process of letting him uh, go out there. Lambert had the seventh, Banks had the eighth, and Ruiz uh, gave up one. Uh, He had the ninth. Uh, Friday, Sox are going to send... Michael Kopech, you got Lance Lynn on Saturday, and I cannot wait to see Dylan Cease uh, on Sunday to finish this off this series. Uh, What a way to start this series. Three more games left, but it is okay. Celebrate that 12-2 to thumping. Uh, Thank you folks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. We are on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnSox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Hey, this is the last episode before the All-Star break. I want to thank you folks so much for the continued support, kind words, and for passing this podcast along to other Sox fans in your life. Really appreciate you making time uh, for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox!